Okay, we're back in Soryu. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Stream Strategy Fantasy Hockey Podcast, brought to you by a good hockey podcast and PuckLegends.ca. Go check it out. Uh, as always, I'm Cal. I'm here with Chuck. How's it going, man? Honestly, it's going great. I had some fantastic weeks in fantasy thanks to uh, our in-depth analysis of some streamer picks. And also, I made I made a pretty lucrative trade for UC Saros in the Good Hockey Fantasy League, which is really kind of just locking up my my goalie roster. And it's I feel like it's going to change the season. Flip it around for me. How about yourself? Yeah, I think that was a big move by you, and I like it on both sides because it could be a trade that yeah benefits both parties, but it's also kind of risky for both parties. And in that way, I think it makes it exciting. So yeah, good job. I'm doing good. I, you can officially call me the comeback kid. Yep. I forget what categories I was down. It was like 10 to 1. This was when I my players had only got X amount of points. and th- I think three points throughout the first 18 games. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Uh, I ended up winning the week. Let me check real quick what the split was. But overall, yeah, I've also had a good week in our Keeper League. I made some nice... Or I made that trade with you, as a matter of fact. Suzuki and some early picks uh, in exchange for Pacioretty and some depth picks. Yeah. And uh, in good fashion, Suzuki goes and gets two points against the Lightning the next day. I mean, you said you expressed interest in having Suzuki as a keeper. And I don't think that Pacioretty will make it as a keeper on my on my team. Oh, uh, but I'm I think not it's sure. interesting how, how that trade worked out, I think. Again, it's kind of benefiting both of us for where we're at. Yeah, I'm pulling up your roster right now with guys like Rantanen, Robertson, Jack Hughes, Pacioretty, uh, Latang, Bennett, N- Natchez, and Raymond. You're definitely going to have a lot of Marner as well on your IR. I just got to the bottom of the list. Yeah, you're definitely going to have a lot of options for keepers. I feel like... Sorokin and Leonard as well. Right, right. And I feel like how, just depending on how the season goes, right, maybe Pacioretty ends up being one of your keepers because... He's got some like seven goals in eight games played on this season and like 11 points. So, you know, he's, he's still in a, an elite offensive player. Um, but I, I really needed a keeper. I needed a young keeper who was going to progress throughout the seasons and who's going to get better year after year. So I, I kind of liked the trade of Suzuki for Suzuki for him, even though it might not be like a, an exact matchup in terms of point, points per game and whatnot. Well, it's not even a one for one because you get some. You get some picks back, some, yeah, some yeah. pretty high picks, as a matter of fact. Uh, yeah, the, uh, I ended up winning eight to two. Eight and two, which that's is fantastic. a fantastic. Yes, exactly. That's 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 the word that I would use for it as well. Okay, enough of this. Let's move into the stream strategy. Let's look at this weekend schedule. Teams that have good schedules are the Ducks, Hurricanes, Wild, and Nashville. They've got three games the next four days. I think the Ducks and the Hurricanes have the best two schedules. Uh, maybe not the Hurricanes. A couple troubling matchups there. I'm looking at that Edmonton. It's a little concerning as well as Calgary. But, you know, probably the Ducks and the Wild have the best matchup for the weekend. So I'm looking uh, to those teams to pick up some guys, especially after this Trevor Zegris, Sonny Milano uh, lacrosse. I don't even know baseball. Yeah. What, what sport are we playing? It yeah. was just amazing to see that. I love how the sport is evolving and these, these new young players like Trevor Zegers and, uh, and company leading the way are certainly interesting, but it's hard to pick up Trevor Zegers in any leagues right now. He's like 68% rostered. Uh, obviously, if you can get him, you should go and do it. Uh, but Charlie, who else from the Ducks do you like? Let's just right into short term pickups. 
rapid fire through some of these Anaheim Ducks guys. Well, Sonny Milano, we'll just repeat from the start of this week or like this week's episode where we were talking about the five game schedule for Anaheim this week. Sonny Milano has been looking fantastic the last few games, last few weeks. He's had some great plays. And as we're talking about him and Zegras combined for an interesting, uh, we'll say like cross sport by sport kind of goal there. Bit of baseball and hockey yeah. going on. I also, I also like Hampus Lindholm. Sorry, Sonny Milano was only rostered in 32% of leagues, but that is a plus 24% from last week. So, uh, now that he and Zegers are on that top line, they're going to be getting, going to be getting more deployment, more attention. Uh, I really like still picking him up for the weekend. Also, Hampus Lindholm from the Anaheim Ducks, who is playing on their top line and their, their, uh, second power play. Wait, no, he isn't. Sorry, that is Shattenkirk. He's playing on their top line, though. Hampus <laughs> Lindholm is rostered in 13% of public leagues, and uh, he's just been doing really great the last few games. He had two points the other night, and uh, I like him for the three-game split they have this weekend. Wait, who did you get confused with Shattenkirk? I did get him confused with Shattenkirk very quickly. Who 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 was it? Like, what did you get confused? Uh, no, I, I just got confused about... I just got confused about if he was on the second power play, um, because I know Shattenkirk got demoted from the first one, and Drysdale's back up there. But, yeah. um, yeah, I, I was just in, I had a mental picture of their lineup in my hand and I thought Lindholm was on that second unit. Then I remembered it as Shattenkirk. Uh, so my mistake. There. Yeah. Lin- Lindholm's not getting any power play time right now. Yeah. Uh, do you like okay. anybody from the Anaheim Ducks? Yeah, dude. I like Ricard Raquel. He's on the first line right now, right wing, uh, Trevor Zegers and his middle Sonny Milano on the right or on the left, sorry. And Raquel is also in the first power play unit. Like, this is great deployment. He has eight goals and four points in the season, plus two. Uh, that's good for rank 221 in public leagues. And he's only 33% rostered. He'll get you, looks like, about two shots a game and maybe a hit thrown in there. So, Ricard Raquel is all, is all bullish there. Sure. I also, I also kind of like Sam Steele from the Anaheim Ducks. He, uh, we were really excited about him when he got put up on that first line in Getzlav's spot. Unfortunately, he's not there anymore. He is on the second line center position alongside Troy Terry and Vinny Letary. Uh, but it's just going to be the same argument as we gave at the start of the week. They, the Anaheim Ducks have a great schedule. They got three games this week. He's playing second line minutes, as I was saying, as well as on the second power play. So Sam Steele, he's only rostered in 1% of leagues. That's because he's ranked 609 in public leagues due to the fact that he only has four goals and five points on the season. But just with the deployment that he's going to be getting now, I feel like that could change easily, especially playing alongside Terry, you know, having a breakout season. Yeah, this this is purely a play based on deployment. Yeah, exactly. Uh, A big name. Do you have anyone from... Oh, wait. You're still in Anaheim? No, sorry. I was going to move forward. Okay, move forward. I want to move forward to the Carolina Hurricanes, who also have a great schedule this weekend, playing against um, Calgary, Edmonton, and Vancouver. I like Nino Niederreiter. Nino Niederreiter, who's had a bit of a disappointing uh, season, is back on the first line of the Carolina Hurricanes alongside Sebastian Ajo. He's only rostered in 14% of leagues, ranked 239 on the season. He's got four points in his last two games, including a goal and three assists. He's plus four over that time. Sorry, plus five over that time. On the season, he has 11 points. He's plus eight. Playing on a great Carolina team, playing on that first line. Only 14% rostered. I I don't see why not. Yeah, I like him for a short-term pickup as well. I mean, Daily Faceoff is showing him on the first Carolina line, but 
these lines are so volatile. He could be on the third line. Yeah. Uh, at any point during this weekend, especially considering that Carolina is going up against Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think they're probably going to want to throw up some of their more responsible forwards to that top line. But yeah, I don't know who that, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't think yeah. that's Tevo Teravainen or Svechnikov. I don't know if they're better at shutting down McDavid than Niederreiter. So we'll see. Niederreiter also gets second power play time. Those three starts is nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to shoot over to the Minnesota Wild here. That's the, the one pickup I got from the Carolina Hurricanes for this week. I'm loving Matt Zuccarello and for a whole lot of reasons here. Now, I want to, I want to put him in the short term pickup to stress how quickly you guys should be on trying to pick up Matt Zuccarello because he's rostered in 40% of leagues, but he's ranked 59 in public leagues. Matt Zuccarello is playing on the first line with Kaprizov and uh, Erickson Eck, and he's also on their, the second power play or the first power play of the Minnesota Wild playing with Kaprizov. The power play was struggling to start the year, but they're sort of picking it up now, so you could expect some more points from him. On the season, Matt Zuccarello has seven goals, 20 points, and he's plus 12 with 43 shots. So he's getting about two shots a game and just under a point per game. It kind of blows my mind that he's only rostered in 40% of leagues, but I guess people are just concerned about his size and age. Matt Zuccarello has four points in his last three games and is plus three over that time. Again, I'm going to have him in long-term pickups for this weekend, but I also just, I want to put him in short-term pickup to stress that you guys need to get on it and pick him up as a, while he's still available. Yeah, I drafted Matt Zuccarello and I have been holding him since. There's no reason to drop him. He's always, he's consistently held that first line deployment as long as he's healthy. Yeah. And he's playing alongside, uh, Kaprizov. It's pretty nice. He's also getting first power play deployment and Minnesota is a good team. They seem to be Top down, well built, which means you're also getting that uh, positive plus minus, and it's he's he's great. Like it, he's more than just a short term pickup, but because of the low rosterability and this upcoming schedule, he'll definitely make it to this list. Uh, same thing with Marcus Foligno. Less of a less of a totally bullish thesis as Matt Zuccarello, but he's a good throw in. I mean, like we we we're sounding like broken records on Marcus Foligno, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like all that. Yeah. Uh, do you have anybody from the Minnesota Wild you want to talk about? No, not the Minnesota Wild, but I want to scoot over to last team that has a good schedule. Short-term pickup is Ely Tolvanen. 8% rostered, so there should be tons of opportunity. He plays on the second line left wing of Nashville. He also plays on the second power play unit in that trigger position at the point. Yep. On the year, only eight points, three goals, five assists, 13 minutes, a game time on ice. Uh, that seems kind of low if he's actually getting second line minutes. So we'll see what's up with that. Uh, surprisingly, he's getting over a hit a game, close to two hits a game. I've always thought of him as more of a sniper, and he has 67 shots. So you can expect... Probably two plus shots a game, maybe uh, at least one hit, maybe two hits a game, and yeah. some potential for power play points as well as plus minus. Because like Minnesota, Nashville seems to be a top-down, well-built team, and all the players benefit from that in positive plus minus. 
For sure. So Tolvanen with 8% rostered is great. He's probably not going to blow up and, and end up being a long-term hold. But with this schedule, if if some of these other guys aren't available, Tolvanen is a great pickup. Yeah, I agree. I think Tolvanen could be great for this weekend. I also got somebody from the Nashville Predators. I'm going to say Ryan Johansson, who is in a very similar situation to Matt's Zuccarello, where I guess just people weren't really expecting him to have such a great year. Um, and they're kind of, you know, based off the, the last couple seasons of production, they're a little scared about picking him up. But Ryan Johansson is ranked 79th in public leagues and is rostered in only 28% of them. So Ryan Johansson is also going to be a long-term pickup this week. But like I was saying, he's the same as Zuccarello, where uh, I want him on the short-term pickup to stress that you guys need to get on this quickly. On the season, Ryan Johansson has seven goals and 15 assists for 22 points. Being rostered in only 27 or 28% of leagues is crazy. He's also getting about a shot a game, so not many. He's more of a pass-first guy. Playing on the second line with Eli Tolvanen, and on the first power play unit alongside Mikel Granlin, Philip Forsberg, Matt Deshane, and Roman Yossi, who have all been performing incredibly this year. It's just a great opportunity for you to go get some power play points and some points out of him. He's got eight power play points on the year. So, uh, you know, essentially half of his assists, or actually over half of his assists, are coming on the power play. Just a great, great player to have on your team. He's not exactly getting hits or shots, but everything else, you know, is hitting, hitting all the boxes for you. Okay, I think that's it for short-term pickups. Charlie, do you want to move over to short-term drops? Do you have any suggestions from teams with bad schedules like LA? Uh, I have one one uh, suggestion to drop for this week from LA, and that's going to be Victor Arvidsson, who is 41% rostered and has a season rank of 205. I'm not too yeah. high on Arvidsson. I know a lot of people were really, uh, really excited when the the Kings went out and picked him up in the offseason I thought that you know maybe he could do better this year for them but uh, he only has 12 points on the year including four goals when he's really a shooter he does get about three shots a game three plus shots a game but uh, LA's got a tough schedule this weekend I think there are better guys out there to have on your roster other than him yeah second line deployment nothing to be too excited about how about the Ottawa Senators oh yeah I got somebody from the Ottawa Senators that's going to be Tim Stutzla who I don't want to say has been disappointing this year. Maybe in terms of his production, how many numbers he's put up is disappointing. He does look very good. However, Tim Stutzla is only going to have one game this weekend, as the Ottawa Senators only have one game this weekend. It's a tough matchup. And he's playing on the second line alongside, uh, I believe, Paul and Connor Brown, who are not exactly the most skilled forwards, and they're just not really helping out Stutzla as he tries to drive offensive play for the Sens. On the season, he ha- he's ranked 270 and is rostered in 30, 30% of leagues. I just feel like if you're one of the people holding Stutzla, one of the 30% of people holding Stutzla, you could go in and get Zuccarello or Nita Ryder or Johansson, and you're just getting way more out of that pickup than you would Stutzla. Although he's a great player, it's just uh, not, not optimal for fantasy. Okay, Charlie, do you want to move over to long-term pickups? Yeah, let's move to long-term pickups. Okay, can I quickly do broken record, Zuccarello, Felino? Who else? Johansson, Raquel. Johansson, Evan Rodriguez, <laughs> Riley Smith. Um, oh, Zegras. Yeah, Evan yeah. Rodriguez. Let's hop on him real quick yep. because Brian Rust is still out as far as I know. Let me double check that, uh, which means that Evan Rodriguez is on the first line. And as long as that's going on, he is playing with Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel. Yep. It's pretty good line, mates. He's also, like, I don't know if this is a, 
if this is a testament to Crosby elevating his line mates, uh, in the sense that like once Russ started playing with Crosby, everyone was like, oh my God, he's so amazing. Yeah. Uh, and now once Evan Rodriguez is playing with Crosby, I, everyone's like, he's so amazing. He's so good. Regardless, Evan Rodriguez has quickly become a rosterable player. And depending on how deep your league is, uh, you may end up holding him because he's got first line deployment, first power play deployment on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like that's a, that's a decent team. Yep. Uh, now a lot of this deployment is based on the fact that obviously Malkin and Russ are still out. I think once Malkin comes back, you could probably see Erod come off that first power play. Uh, and yeah, once Russ comes back, who knows where they put him in the lineup? Maybe they put Russ on that second line. And, and move down uh, Denton Heinen or something. but Yeah, I can see that. Uh, you know, yeah. Add some depth to the roster. I feel like if Rodriguez is playing this well on, on Pittsburgh's first line, why'd you take him off? He had two assists the other night, right? Like he's He was playing really well while Crosby was injured, and he's playing really well with Crosby. I, I just think he has a lot of potential to stay up there on that first line, even when Rust comes back. You know, Rust will be rusty. It's a creative adjective to describe his play when he comes back from injury right there. Uh, but yeah, I really yeah, like Evan very. Rodriguez. I just think everything about him, his uh, deployment, the team he's on, who he's playing with, it's just all great to have on fantasy. Uh, a new add to my long-term pickup list is going to be Michael Bunting, who has been very surprising recently. In his last five games, Michael Bunting has seven points and two goals, and he's plus two over that time, including a power play assist. But it's really just Michael Bunting playing with uh, Austin Matthews and starting to develop some chemistry with him. He's been finding Matthews. He's been finding him through the crowds, making nice passes, Mitch Marner-esque passes as uh, last night, you know, the between-the-legs cross-crease pass to Matthews. Uh, and he's also getting some some pretty good second-line power play minutes where he had a great goal against Winnipeg in their 3-6 to six loss. I just like Michael Bunting. I feel like he's really meshing with the Toronto locker room and he's starting to build some chemistry alongside Matthews and Marner. So... As long as he's on that first line, Bunting is a great player to have on your team. He gets a shot or two a game and usually a hit or two a game as well. So he's hitting all the boxes for fantasy. Rostered in only 41% of leagues and has a season rank of 132. Yeah. Bunting is certainly a long-term pickup and depending on the depth of your league, may end up staying there for the whole season. Okay, Troy, let's move over to long-term drops. We've gone over a pretty long list in our previous few episodes, and we don't want to go into too much depth about them because they're probably not uh, news to anybody. Um, Sagan, Ben. Yep. Philip Grubauer. Oh, Philip Grubauer. Philip Grubauer's a must-drop. He'd allowed three goals on four shots in his last game, and he's rostered in 70% of leagues ranked like 560 something on the season he's just terrible terrible this year at least with uh with seattle so yeah philip grubauer again drop him dominic kubalik is a guy you could look at dropping jamie drysdale uh some new additions to my list would be nico heischer joel Farabee, sean monahan and jake muzzin i just, just those guys don't perform they don't get the shots they don't get the hits and they're not getting points right now so why would you have them on your fantasy team what about carter hart that's a tricky would you drop one. Carter Hart? That is a tricky one. Honestly, no, I wouldn't drop Carter Hart. Um, especially if I was in a keeper league. I just feel like he's got too much potential to be one of the best goalies in the future. But uh, Yeah, I heard, I've heard that for three years. Right, and yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe there's some systemic problems in Philly then because they made a whole bunch of changes to their roster in the offseason. They were supposed to become more deep, more defensive. 
And uh, after dealing with some injuries, it's really been falling apart for them. I believe they had lost nine in a row. Maybe the coaching change switches things around, but I hardly think Carter Pro- uh, Carter Hart is the main problem for that team. Yeah, I don't know. I I'd, I actually don't have an answer if I would drop Carter Hart. I'd have to think about that for a little bit. Okay, I think that's all from us today. Check out pucklegends.ca. They integrate street fashion with hockey culture to provide hockey enthusiasts with unique designs and quality products. I like their street style tees. Uh, listeners of the Good Hockey Show, Good Hockey Podcast in general, can use the code GOODHOCKEY in all caps for free shipping to, on all street style items. That's cool. That's super nice. Yeah, it seems like this, this site has like a, they have a few different versions of t-shirts. You can either get a sourced in Canada heavyweight shirt, uh, that's one cut, or you can get a street style cut, which says is patterned based on Balenciaga and off-white pattern cuts. Fancy. Those are the nice so cuts. Yeah. Shirts are about 25 bucks Canadian. And yeah, if you use the code GOODHockey, you'll get free shipping anywhere in Canada. So that's pretty nice. Yeah, everybody loves um, free shipping. Follow us on Twitter, GoodHockeyPod. Subscribe to the pod. If this is your first time listening, thank you. Please consider subscribing. If you didn't like it, make sure to tell us why, because we'll fix that. Um, we're sorry for saying early on in the year that Trevor Zegers, yeah, uh, was getting close to being a long-term drop. Although we never officially said he's a long-term drop, we, we, uh, poked around it. Definitely. And don't fact check me on that and go back and listen and, and <laughs> find the episode where we say Trevor Zegers is droppable. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm all set. You got anything? I'm all set. I was just, uh, I guess if you're listening on YouTube, thanks. We're still uh, branching in. Leave a like, comment, uh, and don't forget to subscribe. Just help us, you know, better the product and get out there. Okay. Bye. Awesome. See ya. Good luck this week, weekend. Yeah.